thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Here's Sam Simmons. Hey! Are uh, you good? Are you good? I've been in a shitty mood for two weeks, guys. Apart from Saturday night in Perth, I got to do my show and it was a re- It was so good. Um, thanks for all the messages. Thanks for sticking around and getting a tea towel. Getting a tea towel, paying it back. Um, yeah, it was just a. It was a wildly good night. It was really fun. There was some lots of. I mean, there were some bogan hecklers in, but I um I managed them. Uh, just like old men that just want to contribute. Just shut up. Just shut up. Uh, but it was it was just it was a magnificent night full of magnificent things. What a magnificent people you are. It was just it was sensational. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thanks, thanks. Um, I also want to say sorry to the Pinecone people. If uh, I don't know whether they listen to the podcast, but there are a group of people sitting in the front row that had printed up shirt t-shirts um, about my. Um, Pinecone song, which is on 8 out of 10 Cats Countdown, uh, does Countdown, and yeah, it's just a really funny bit from a show years ago, and they made, they printed out t-shirts, and I acknowledged them at the start, and then I said I'd go back to them later in the show, but I didn't, because the show ran, this is a good thing about doing shows outside of festivals, is that you can just hang out afterwards and play with the audience, which you don't get to do during comedy festivals and fringe festivals. So it was really nice. I think I went, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes overtime just mucking around with you guys. So thank you so much. If you do live in a uh, regional area and you want me there, get in contact. I might be able to bloody do that. I could come to your bloody region and put on a little fun show. So yeah, look, thank you. It was the best, the best, the best. I just loved it. It was a really, really, it was just great to have a lot of space around the, the comedy to be able to talk and discuss what just happened in the show. Because it is littered with um, some weird Easter eggs. You know what an Easter egg is? That's like little little things that you can look up later on and go, hey, there you go. That's a link to that. Um, I think they do them in Disney films. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I've just been in a shitty mood for two weeks. Apart from Saturday night. Just bloody, you know, not not full depression. No depression mode. But just a bit like, ah, can't be fucked. Um, and I don't know what it is. I think I need I, I need a little something. I need a little break. I need a little break, kids. Um, I need something. I need a sign, a good sign, to continue on this clown journey. It's uh, it's yeah. It's just the the work is frugal. Uh, the work is becoming frugal. Does that make sense? The work is becoming scarce, and I'm worried. And I just don't want to be an old clown. I need to. I want to prosper. I want to be better. Um, but I can't help but be an idiot. I'm a good idiot. But yeah, things just little things niggle at me. In fact, I actually ni- speaking of niggle, bloody niggles. Um, God, please, that could have sounded really wrong then. Um, at my school, there's a niggle dad. There's a dad there. He's also in the arts, and I think he feels strangely. I don't know why. He always the need to niggle me whenever he sees me, and so in any social situation, he niggles. Just little. Passive aggressive little things. He's yeah. He's also in the arts. I reckon he does look at me and go, eh, "Bloody screw him," because um, he's a musician. 
and I'm a um, I'm a clown, and all musicians think they're comedians. There's a there's a strange rank to all of this. Actors think they can be comedians. Um, musicians th- think they're the funniest, which is fair enough. Like a lot of musicians are very very funny, and I, I get that. Actors not so much, but um, yeah, com- uh, the musicians yes they're very funny. But you don't don't bloody niggle me, don't bloody don't niggle me in front of me daughter mate. Anyway, it's just one of those guys. You know those guys that like. So I went to the Friday afternoons at our school is very cool. We all go to the playground and occasionally like someone will crack open a cider. Um, there was a bottle of red going around last week um, and all the parents hang out. It's just nice. It's not like a popularity contest. It's just nice. In fact, I spend most of my time talking to the parents who don't seem to be socially part of the cool group. Cool group. Do you know what I mean? Like, There's a bit of a cool group, cool clique of parents and... I don't want to be part of that, really. I like. I find it more interesting talking, and I like also just talking to people who, you know, have jobs that I go, wow, I can't believe you do that, and it's just really, you know, things that are outside of my realm of comedy and bullshit, and me getting sad about not getting gigs. So I talk to those people, and then it's just, this is bloody dad. So I, after the playground catch up, I went to the pub over the road, not to drink, um, but to take Luna to the toilet, and I saw there were a group of parents sitting out there. And I felt like I couldn't really go and just hang out. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't really know them and I'm not part of their cool clique. So I sat at the um, table by myself. And I was actually waiting for someone from my um, my management to call me. And this guy, the niggle dad, he goes, oh, what's wrong with you? You're waiting for your agent to call. And I literally was. And I went, yeah, I am. I'm waiting for a call right now. And, and he kind of like pursed it off. And then like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just trying to be fun. I ordered some chips. For Luna, because we were going off to a um, like a food festival night that was on at Carriage Works in uh, Inner Sydney. It was really cool, by the way. It was amazing food. It was yum yum. Um, but yeah, I wanted her to. She was really really hungry, but I just wanted to have a little bit of something in her tummy. I know chips aren't good, but I ordered a bowl of chips. She ate um, a few chips. And I said, "Look, don't don't eat all the chips because we're going off to have dinner." And uh, and the guy kind of gave me shit like, "Oh, what? You're making her have chips, then she can't have chips." I'm like, "No, just a little bit in her tummy. You guys can share the rest with your kids." Just trying to be nice again. And then, like, then it just came up, like, like I said, what are you up to uh, tonight? Um, and he said, oh, it's movie night. I said, oh, what happens on movie night? And he's like, oh, we watch a movie? Like, I'm an idiot. And I'm like, okay. And then I mentioned that um, I'm having a hard time at the moment getting Luna to watch movies with real people in it. She just wants to watch cartoons at the moment. And I said, but she does like E.T. And he goes, yeah, but that's got people in it. It's just this fucking guy that's fucking on at me. for Any, any time I open my mouth, he's right on me. Just bloody don't eat chips. Do eat chips. You're telling me mixed messages for your kid, mate. It's like, shut up. Shut up. Can't help it if your band's shit. Anyway, I don't know whether his band's shit. But anyway, it, it just really, it's just getting to me. And uh, today's Friday, so it's Niggle Dad tonight. I have to go deal with Niggle Dad, you niggling dad. Um, anyway, the, that um, food thing I went to was great. It was part of Vivid, which is that confusing festival that happens in Sydney with light. So you go in there at night, it's cold, and you shiver, and you look at the lights and go, that's good lights. Uh, they had a food festival on, and it was really good. I ate a lamb and Szechuan pancake, which sounds disgusting. It was really yummy. bit salty, but very, very yummy. And hung out with some nice parents, and I had a few uh, little margaritas. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm not drinking myself uh, sad anymore. I am, I'm curbing it, but I'd like to be f- stopping it. Um, but I guess during these times when you're just like, oh, I'm in a shitty mood, 
it does seem to take the edge off. I just, I can't wait for the day I don't need to do that anymore, but uh, I just need a little break, kids. I need a break. I need a bloody break. I need a sign. Give me a sign. Um, anyway, don't give me a bad, or give me a bad sign. If there's a sign out there, give me the sign and I'll bloody stop it. Anyway, um, deep diving this week on the Castrati. It's going to be fun. You'll like it. You'll like it. But I saw at the night market I was at, the night food festival, this is very, this was so funny. There was a security guard. Um, I'm going to say he was either Pakistani or Indian guy. And he was standing by the door. Could have been Bangladeshi. Don't, don't, don't bloody get out. I don't know where, where he was originally from, but it plays a part in what I'm about to say. He was a human man, okay? But it does play a part. That, anyway, I saw this guy and I thought to my, and he saw, he saw him eating something. And I was like, oh, he must know the good stuff. And not just because he's brown, but I was thinking he's at a food festival, night market security. He's heard through other guys, hey, this is really good over here. Um, anyway, I know there was a Halim, it doesn't matter. God, I'm sounding really racist. I'm not racist. I'm over, now I'm overcorrecting and it's coming out wrong. It doesn't matter. He was chewing on something. I was like, and I went up to him and said, oh, mate, what have you got? What are you eating? And then <laughs> he was actually flossing his teeth with a Met card, but it looked like he was really chewing on something. So he's flossing his teeth with his, with his train ticket, basically, just getting in the gaps. And I laughed with him. I said, oh, does it taste good? And he didn't, he looked pretty confused. And I said, where can I get one? And he said, the station. Anyway, um... It's very funny. That's a very funny incident. But it, it really looked like he was really getting into something good. And I was I was convinced he must know the best food that's at the night market here. Very funny. Anyway. Um, okay, well, I'm going to play something now. I don't know what it is. It might be something you've heard before. I don't care. Um, I'm in a bad mood, so I'm allowed to do this. I'm going to play whatever's, whatever comes up. It's coming up now. Go. Just stick it in your problem hole. Dear Sam. How annoying are those idiot people on breakfast television? From Michael in Epping. Dear Michael, <laughs> I completely agree. When I watch breakfast television, I find myself getting sucked in for a brief moment by their plastic smiles and unscripted banter, especially the banter between the weatherman and the sports dickhead. Then I accidentally catch my reflection in the TV screen and then I feel like spooning out my eyeballs with my cereal spoon and screaming into my bowl. But then I'm placated by the advert break because it's an ad for a fun park and you see children playing and you think, f*** me, I never thought I'd end up like this when I was 10 years old. By then, though, you manage to fumble your way through your teenage years, surviving any major embarrassment until you accidentally bump into your ex-high school crush. And she still looks really amazing even after having a baby. With her really handsome husband who's pushing his baby in one of those three-wheel prams that looks like it costs more than my actual car. And you think, gee whiz, he must be doing well, but you're both extremely polite. Then finally she says, well, it's good to see you again. Maybe you should Facebook me. Facebook me? Yeah, I mean, why not, you think to yourself? I mean, don't talk to me right now because I'm here with my actual human face, you can just pretend to Facebook me later. Facebook me, Facebook me, Facebook me. What a load of shit, Michael. Dear Michael, sorry for yelling, but I actually do like Carl Stefanovic. Love, Sam. Just stick it in your problem hole. My back? Yeah, I am back. Um, I don't know what that was. I hope you liked it. Uh, and another reason, look, I, I can be in a shitty mood. I got a $283 fine, parking fine last night because I parked, my ass was hanging in a no-stopping zone. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm going to challenge it. I'm going to win it. I'm not bloody paying. I'm not paying that. And I have I have legitimate reasons. Um, okay, I've got some dream interpretations. Yeah, this one came in just, I think, last night. 
Um, I need to go through them all and get them right, but it's a he wants a dream meeting. It's from Ryan McLeod, who was at the show in Perth. So good on you for bloody sending in. I've not listened to it, so I'm going to slide this up in the sound mix now, and I'm going to listen to it, and we're going to work it out. Let's go. Radio Sam. So I had this dream last night. Um, my wife and I went to a computer shop. It was a local one, um, and it turned out that it's actually one that we went to when I was, well, my family went to when we were really young and we bought our first computer there. It was a Pentium 5. Um, anyway, we're at the computer shop. We're looking around, um, having a good time. And then in the middle, there's this like centerpiece, which is, a it's like a roof, like a barley sort of hut with all the grass and stuff, but it's a roof and they're selling that and it's $3,000 and my wife really wants to get it yeah. for the kids. To build a cubby house out of. Yeah, cool. Um, and I'm against it. And anyway, oh. we go home and we're arguing about this all the way home. Oh, no. And I'm pointing out to her in our yard that we actually have a cubby house and I can just put grass on that roof to make it look like a barley, bloody kid's hut. cubby house. Yeah, hut. Um, and she was dead against it. And oh. she really wanted to buy this $3,000 roof. What a mole. And it's just a roof. A bloody grass roof. Yeah. No sides, no windows, no anything. It's just a roof. No good. Um, yeah, so we argued about this for a long time until my brother-in-law came around, mm -hmm. um, who's not related to her at all, it's on a different side of the family, and picked her up in a VN Commodore, and they both yelled at me and left. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, and I woke up very dumbfounded by this whole thing. <laughs> um, so can you make any sense of that for me, mate? Yeah, I, I can. You are in fear of um you're in fear of change no you're in fear you, I, I don't know there's something to discuss with your wife methinks um or some type of this brother-in-law do you like this brother-in-law what's going on are you are you worried about extramarital relations i'm i'm worried i am worried okay so this is it is it's ryan mcleod yes ryan mcleod sounds like a made up name by the way um I think what you need to do, Ryan, is book yourself... You've got kids, obviously, I've heard that, unless they were dream kids. Um, maybe you need to book yourself a solo flight to Bali, where you will potentially find your true love, who uh, I think will be a Balinese woman, living, I dare say, in a grass hut slash computer shop. So what you need to do is book yourself a ticket. This is real advice right now. Do take my advice. Book a ticket. The first ticket you can, straight to Bali right now. Go search for the... Um, get, find a good, strong Wi-Fi signal. If it's coming from a hut, um, check, you just go toward that Wi-Fi signal. And be below that, you will find, I dare say, a woman. I dare say her name will be um, uh, Namak. Is it Namak? What are the names? There's several. They only have, they've got the same names over there. Let me look at this. Wayan. No, Wayan's a boy name. Firstborn boy is Wayan. Secondborn boy is... I don't know. Anyway, go look for the strongest Wi-Fi signal you can and then go find your um, go find your Balinese princess or prince. It might be a bloke. You never know. Um, and just look um, and then woo them. Woo them thoroughly. Uh, maybe with some baba guiling, which is the traditional Balinese pork dish. So maybe Wu, uh, whoever the suitor is, with some baba guiling, and then hopefully you can make love under the canopy of grass. 
uh, whilst you have a really, really strong Wi-Fi signal. That is my advice to you. That is my dream dream interpretation. Thank you very much and good night. Footy memories. Footy memories. I remember watching my first game of footy. I really like how they wore silky bright coloured outfits with matching helmets on top of horses. Sorry, man, are you, uh, are you talking about the horse racing? I thought it was footy. Footy secrets. Footy secrets. Do you know what's been really exciting? There's a baked potato cafe that's opened up um, not far from where I live. Uh, well, it is far from where I live, but it's in my it's in my realm of being able to get to it quite easily. And it's just, it's very exciting because um, I love baked potatoes and the, the sheer simplicity, and my daughter won't go near it. She's such a little fuckhead when it comes to food and flavour and tastes. How can you not love a freshly snipped... Remember they snip it at those baked potato plates? They snip it. A freshly snipped baked potato with with a garlic, butter and cheese and maybe just a bit of chive on top and some sour cream. It, it, you can't beat that. No, It's a fucking potato. It's a round chip. Um, anyway, she's not into it. Such a little mole. I've got to say, she's been a real little mole. Um, hang on, I'm just going to fix the level here. Yeah, I think that's better, Ian. Uh, yeah, anyway, so shit. But baked potato, how good's that? And it's winter at the moment. I mean, they're going to be stuffed in summer. I think that's why the baked potato places never really last. Because in summer, people are like, nah. Unless they merge it into potato salad. Which, you, know, you can actually make great potato salad. My partner makes amazing... Uh, but, uh, what do you call it? Okay, I just said the word, didn't I? What? Potato salad. Jeez, what's wrong with me? What is wrong with me, people? I'm so out of sorts in me head. Um, uh, yeah, like a really great uh, potato salad with a salsa verde. A salsa verde, which is a lovely thing to do. I make a really good salsa verde, so you just take... Or you, you know, like, herbs are stupid. They should serve herbs by the, the by weight. Because you don't need that many in a bunch. You don't need the whole bunch of dill. No one's going through that. Um, so what I do with the leftover herbs is I blend them all up if I get enough of them. I blend them all up with fresh garlic. Um, sometimes I put some anchovy in there and some olives. And you make a like a nice tapenade kind of salsa verde. But that's what she puts on her potato salad. And it's really, really good. Especially if it's a little bit warm. A slightly warm potato salad with a salsa verde. Um, maybe that's what I should do. Just become a chef. I don't know. I'm really challenged at the moment, people, about what I really want to do. I am. I'm feeling like the comedy is. I'm, as much as I'm fucking very good at this, <laughs> arrogant. Um, I just feel like it's a fashion parade, and I'm out of favour. I'm out of fashion at the moment. Um, so I'm just worried that like, what do I? What do I need to do? What can I do for you? What more do you need? Um. Anyway, I'm just out of sorts. Uh, had a weird poo uh, yesterday, by the way. That might be a part of it. There's nothing more levelling, like ground levelling, than a weird poo. And you're like, afterwards, you're a bit in shock as to what just happened. And you're like, why did that happen? What did I eat in the last 24 hours? And I couldn't work it out. There was nothing weird. I eat quite well. I'm very healthy. I don't eat a lot of meat. But it was a weird one. Really, anyway. I won't go into details. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to play something now, and then we're going to come back and do some more things. Uh, what have I got here? Oh, I've got some good ideas written down here. All right, I'll speak to you in a minute. Whoops. Oh, sorry about that. I just uh, I just dropped my biro and or pen. Okay. 
If you've just joined us, uh, that is the sound <laughs> of Sam Simmons <laughs> dropping and retrieving his pen live on national radio. Oh my god, what the hell? There's something down. Hey, there's something down here. What? What is it? Under the desk. Where? I can't see this. What's going on? Alex, come down here. Get down on your knees with me. Oh yeah, there is something. It's like a tiny door or something. There. Look. What are you? What are you guys doing? No, it's just like there's a tiny little door under the desk here. Look. Oh my oh, god. Knock it or something. Knock on it. Who is it? Tom and Alex. Sam. Oh, come on in. Who are you? I'm Frigid Bridget, the magical radio mole. What are you doing under the desk, Frigid Bridget? I'm just getting excited about the Triple J on Earth launch. So, so are we. Yeah, I'm going to party it up like a magical skank mole in the hole. <laughs> classic Bridget. <laughs> it's just classic Bridget. Classic Bridget. So what makes you magical, Bridget? I got a wand and shit. <laughs> That's classic Bridget again. Oh, classic God. Bridget. Oh, wow. And I can predict the future. 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 Like what? In the future, people will colonise on the moon and they'll be called moon dudes. It's oh. interesting. And you won't need pants in the future. Oh. Thank God for that. Sam Simmons gets even more amazingly good looking in the future. I'm like, Cl- I'm like George Clooney. And the next song is going to be Blue Juice. Act your age in the future. I didn't think she was going to say it and then she just said it. <laughs> classic Bridget. That's a classic Bridget. Wow, she's amazing. Yeah. Yes, he's back. Hungry Jacks. Remember that? I think that was an Eminem song that they changed for a Hungry Jacks ad. I think about Hungry Jacks way too much. It's abnormal. Uh, I've, start, I've started to wear a swim cap when I go swimming. Um, not for my morning... Oh, my God, it was cold yesterday. Oh, it was so cold. Uh, for those new, I, um, I Wim Hof. I jump in really cold water. I jump in the ocean pools uh, around Sydney and get the shock of my life and my ghoulies go right up. Oh, ladies might not know that, but that's what happens with your, um, with your ghoulies, with your testicles. When you jump in cold water, your little boys, they try to retreat inside you to stay warm. So they go back up and your scrotum shrivels. Anyway, um, yeah, I do that. But yesterday morning was insanely cold. It's a real scene where I do... I'm now doing it at uh, Bronte. So if you'd like to knife me or stalk me, you can find me there most mornings at 4 a.m. Um, and I jump in the Bronte pool, and me nuts all go little. Uh, but it's a strange scene. There's like really hardcore fitness guys there running up this hill, and uh, yeah, they all wait for each other to get there and hang out and be men, young men together. Pretty much young men. There's a couple of finance guys you can tell that are in their fifties um, who are just killing it. Uh, just bloody. That's the thing. When you got money, you can just do whatever you want. Like run up hills at four o'clock in the morning. I don't got no money. I got some money. I don't got good money. Um, anyway, need money. God, money. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Oh yeah, it's a strange scene down there. It's not, it's not my world, but I, do, I just go jump in, jump out. I, I occasionally will do a few laps. Um, not very often though. I, it's just, it's so cold at the moment, but it does feel good for your head. Uh, um, yeah, but I've taken to wearing a swimming cap at the pool. So I take my daughter to a swimming pool once a week and I just feel really... I just real I just feel I look like an absolute creep at our local pool with my bald head, um, and I can I see the surf lifesavers. It's a big pool, so I've rarely seen the same ones, but they always look at me look at me a little bit extra, 
Like, oh, watch out for him. He's near the kids' pool. I'm near the kids' pool because my daughter's in there. And I can't always be frolicking with my daughter in the water. Uh, she'll go off and do stuff by herself. So at certain times, I'm alone in the pool. So I've taken to wearing a swim cap because um, I, I look less creepy. I still look creepy, but less creepy. And a swim shirt. So my uh, obnoxious chest is not... I don't know. I'm self-conscious. I've got issues. Got I'm bloody... I'm, issue, I'm full of issues this week, people. Full of issues. Um, please keep sending in stuff to me, though. Please keep sending me in stuff. There is uh, definitely there's some people who've left some messages over the last few weeks that I haven't got here teed up for this podcast. They will be coming in the future, especially Guy um, over in London on the, uh, the M8 or whatever it is. Uh, yes, it's going to be coming up soon. I just haven't got it ready this morning because I found myself in a bit of a good mood. I thought I'm going to record the podcast now whilst my mood is good. Uh, okay. Oh, yes, I... Um, just so you know, I, I know that I just I say these things and you probably think, God, he talks a lot of shit and there's not much going on with it. Silly Billy is happening. So I've engaged uh, a lawyer to help me set this all up because I've got a lot of things and hoops to go through. Thank you so much to... There's a bloke. Uh, you know who you are, bloke man. Um, I don't know where he is here that's helped me uh, set up. Got me all the... Because I thought it was going to cost me 10 grand to set it up, which made me very upset. Uh, but it, do it doesn't cost me that. So thank you to you. You know who you are. Yes, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, your advice has been fantastic. And yes, I'm going through my lawyer, my, my lawyer and accountant now to set it all up properly and help me out. It's not going to cost me that much money at all. So it is happening. We're doing it. I'm going to, I'm following through with all this stuff. Not like the shit I had the other night. I'm not following through in that way, but I'm following through with the silly Billy walk. It's going to be happening. It's going to be in March next year. You can bloody hold me to it. All right, um, I'm just going to keep talking for a bit. I don't care. Uh, I hate performing for family and friends. I basically banned my sister from coming to the show in Perth because I just can't be bothered with the... There's nothing worse than just the looks you get afterwards or like... Because I know that she doesn't really like what I do. She doesn't really get it. So I don't need you afterwards to then look me in the face and go, oh, I really liked it. And you can just tell. Like the last time I did that, big mistake was my uh, friend Max in Melbourne who just told me about the people who didn't like it in the audience straight after the gig. It's like, fuck you. So never again are you getting a ticket to my show, dickhead. Um, so basically I banned my um, my sister from coming to the show. Uh, and I think she was upset because I think her sons, my um, nephews, wanted to go. But I just assumed they didn't because they're, you know, Gen Zs and just, you know, just like, oh, what's this old bloke talking about? I didn't realise they wanted to come, but I guess comedy is timeless and funny doesn't sag. No matter how old you get, your funny doesn't sag unless you um, get, go right wing, which I've thought about. I've thought about becoming a right wing absurdist just because I, that's a niche that no one's filling. I'd have to fake it, but I could do it. Uh, we had a really cute thing to go on at school last week. We did bedtime stories at school and I was in charge of making the hot chocolates. So I was stuck in a prefab building. Oh, not really a prefab. I was just stuck in the, the nursery kitchen making hot chockies. Uh, for the kids and helping out. It, 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 it was very cute, very fun. All the kids rock up in their jammies. It's night time, they're at school. Night time when you're a kid and you're around other kids, it's just so exciting. Oh, you get up to mischief, you're doing naughty stuff, you're saying things. It's, uh, yeah, it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. I mean, that part of my life's a joy. It's just the professional part of my life is a fucking shit fight at the moment. UK listeners. Oh, New Zealand, your tea towels arrived. New Zealand, your tea towels. It's cost me a fucking bomb to send out these tea... Well, not the ones in Australia, um, but the ones internationally. Sheesh. Uh, but your tea towels are coming UK. They're coming via um, DHL. 
God damn it. Can't believe I've had to do that. But uh, yes, I, I did promise they are coming. They just take ages, so deal with it. I've done the cheapest option because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much it costs. My God. Um, all right. Uh, okay, I'm going to play something else now. Gee, I'm really chatty today, aren't I? I think I've been lonely. He's lonely. He's lonely. I did go out for lunch with a, with a friend from comedy the other day. We just sat there and bitched about the industry the whole time, though. Love him. Love you dearly, anonymous man. Uh, okay, we'll be back in a minute. And uh, I don't know what this one is. Fucking niggle dad tonight, I swear. Niggle dad. I'm not in the mood for niggle dad. Any advice on how to deal with a niggler? I don't want to ignore. I want to engage. Okay, uh, right, let's play something. Back it with some Castrati shit uh, on the deep dive. Um, I'll speak to you in a minute. Oh. Wow, that is hard work. My name is Chad Lowe. You may have seen me doing aerobics on TV's Mornings with Carrie Ann and Totally Wild. Well, now I'm back with a brand new exercise sensation. Kalates. Kalates. Using the secret ancient art of Zumba, Karate, Pilates, Kung Fu, and Jazzercise, I have created Kalates. Kalates. The art of relaxation and how to kill people. It's like hugging someone but choking them at the same time. Oh, that hurt. So here's my story. One night when I was a boy, I was leaving a theater performance with my two affluent parents. We left the play early because I got scared. As we entered a dimly lit back alley behind the theater, my parents were maliciously gunned down by... Oh, <laughs> sorry, hang on a little minute. That's Batman. Anyway, if you want to learn to chillax, learn to kill people, and have fun, bring $600 cash and meet me at the Thebiton Scout Hall every second Friday of the month, but not on Sabbath. No classes in May because I've got a thing. Kalates. Kalates. It's like punching someone but giving them a compliment at the same time. Ow! You look terrific today. Oh, thank you. I'm very good looking. And look, if you do have a kid between the ages of three to seven years old, um, do look at my other podcast, Rollover Pavlova. It's really cute. So I had one of Luna's friends come on the podcast last week. His name was Cy, and he he contributed a lot, but he was quite full of life. So it wasn't really a sleepy time podcast. It ended up just being quite loud and rambunctious. The story was the story of Bergerac, the angry, angry French catamaran. It was about a cat catamaran that smuggled... Um, children, because he was a children snuggler. So he's a ch children snuggler, like a sn he snuggles children, not a ch children smuggler, a children snuggler, a French catamaran who um, gets in trouble under the sea, and the kids push the narrative, and it went off course, and there was a lot of yelling, and Cy lost interest halfway through and left, and then came back in later. So it's not it's not the greatest of episodes, but there's six episodes up there at the moment, and uh, it's just a joy. It's a really lovely little thing, and um, the parents who have listened to it really love it. So if you do have kids, or if you just want it like a a drowsy story to put you to sleep, um, do, do put it on. It's called Rollover, the Rollover Pavlova podcast. And it's, um, yeah, it's for anybody from the ages of three to seven. And uh, if not, from uh, three to 46. Um, but go, 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 go have a bloody listen. It'd be, it'd be nice because it's, it's a cute little podcast. I put, put a lot of effort into it and I think that people like it. I hope that people like it anyway. Um, hey, who's got an idea for a reality television show? Because I have a connection. I have an in in the industry to someone who uh, was very high up, an American guy, very high up in the, um, not Mark Burnett, but the guy who came up with Survivor. He's part of that group and he knows who I am and knows what I do. And he's like, you should, you've got a reality show, let's talk. And I, I don't, I don't have a reality show, um, but maybe you do. And if you want to get in contact with me, we'll talk about it. We'll go halves in it. What do you reckon? Do you want to go split a bloody reality show? 
I mean, this is a random um, request, but you never know. You might be sitting on the next Survivor or The Voice or that shit. And I don't want to do a comedy one. Don't bloody do comedy one. There could be a clown one, but I just don't think it's going to be enough people are going to want to watch it. Uh, I guess it could be a weight like fat clowns. That's an idea. Fat clowns losing weight, telling jokes on a treadmill. Uh, but anyway, if you, this is legitimate. If you do have an idea for a reality show, get in contact with me and I might be able to help you out. But I am going to take a cut. That's all there is to it. Because I will help you develop it as well. This is getting weird, this podcast, isn't it? What is going on? But um, yeah, please, do, do, do. Yell out. You might have one. You never know. If you do have one, and think it through properly, don't just do a shit one. Um, send me an email and we'll set up a time and I can ring you and talk to you about it if you don't want to tell me the idea and think that I'm going to nick it. I'm not going to nick it. You'll get, you know, I've already said this on the podcast, so you have this as proof, and then you can send the, well, no, send the concept through, send the concept, because I can't steal it, because I've said this on the podcast, and you're going to, you're going to have a transaction of the email in your email, so I'm not going to nick it, uh, and if you're too scared to talk, send me the basic, the crux of the idea, and you never know, you never know, life's funny like this, life is straight, you never know what's going to happen. Um, like that, um, that, that little guy with the mental, um, problems, the life of chocolates, life of a box of, uh, Tom Hanks, um, as Forrest Gump, there you go, life's a box of, you never know, you never know if you're going to get a Turkish delight and want to spit it out. I love Turkish delight, mind you. Um, orange cream, fuck off. Orange and chocolate, mint and chocolate, no good. That's going to be the thing that people get more upset about though. That's it. You, know, you can't, why don't you like mint, mint slices? Cause they're fucking awful. Tastes like it. And after dinner mints, those se- you know those sexy after dinner mints your parents would have in the 80s? Yuck. Yuck. <sighs> um, so yeah, if you want to split a reality show, let's bloody do it. Um, also, does anybody know, I've got an idea, and I don't want to really put this one out there because I'm, no, no one's going to nick this. I've got an idea for a two-minute noodle. Um, I know I sound mental. I, I know I genuinely sound like not, not quite right in the head, but I've got a friend who marketed, created and marketed their own um, alcoholic seltzer that's a margarita flavor, and it's gone gangbusters, and they did that. They did that. So you can do stuff. You can come up with a concept. And I don't think you need money behind it. I get it. But you can come up with a thing and get it happening. Like, I've got a two-minute noodle flavor that I know is a thing. I know that it's a thing. Do I have to go to Guangzhou province in China to make it? Do I need to go to China? Um, or sorry, Thailand or something. Do, does anybody know how do you do the infrastructure for manufacturing a food product? Mine specifically is a two-minute noodle. Well, not even a two-minute noodle. It's a decadent noodle. So the noodles would be a little bit better. I know what I base it off, but the flavor, that's the thing. I've got a flavor, and I know you're thinking, this guy's a dickhead, but I've got a really, really good, succinct idea about that. And I know how to make the flavor. I know what it is. Don't sit there, buddy. Listen to me in your ear holes doubting me. I have an idea, people. I'm leading you to the water. Um, That's for a baptism in a two-minute noodle dish. If you do know stuff about that, get in contact with me as well. This is just a strange podcast now. It's a strange podcast. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm doing. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Um, Okay, Uh, we're going to get into a deep dive on the Castrati um, in a second. I'll just do a little... I don't even know what I'll play here. I'll probably just make a noise. Um, i got a fart in me. I wonder if I'll leave this in. There you go. That's it. I just farted on the podcast. It's the end. This is the end of the podcast, people. It's all over now. He got cancelled. He bloody farted. 
Um, okay, uh, right, let's get this uh, this niche deep dive underway. Castrati, castrati, castrati. So a castrati or a castrato. Um, pl oh, plural is castrati. So it's a castrato. Is a type of classical male singing voice equivalent to that of a soprano or mezzo-soprano or a contralto. The voice is produced by cast castration of the singer before puberty. Or it occurs in one who, due to an endo chronological condition never reaches sexual maturity so basically this is so this is i'm going to give my take on it and then i'll read what the facts are so this was an italian thing that would happen i'm sure it happened in other parts of uh europe as well where they get a boy who's got a really beautiful voice you're like you sing like an angel come over here chop they don't chop the nuts off from what i've heard what they do is they get into a hot tub of water a hot bath, and then someone will sit opposite them, I guess the, the, the music teacher, and they'll massage the testicles away. Yes, just think about that. They're massaging the testicles away. So they've got his, whoever it is, I'm assuming it's a he because there's a lot of dodgy shit with this, would sit in the bathtub opposite you as an 11-year-old boy and just grab your ghoulies and then just slowly, over time in this hot water, just burst your testicles. It's awful. Just burst your testicles. They pop like little um, like hot grapes. They pop like hot grapes in in their little um, in their hands, and then they'd be stuck speaking like this for the rest of their lives. Hi, my name's uh, my name's Gordon. It's a shame it doesn't happen now because it'd be really like oh, you meet someone, say uh, a tradesman comes over and goes, oh hey hi, I'm Gavin. I've come to do I've come to fix your pagola, and you're like oh well you you must have been a castrato. Yeah, I was a castrato back in the day. I had a beautiful singing voice and he popped my nuts. And uh, yeah, I've, I, then I decided I didn't want to be a singer anymore because it was weird. And uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm, I am now I work for Airtasker and I fix pagolas. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, so I, let me let me see how it's done. So castration before puberty or in its early, early stages prevents the larynx from being transformed by the normal physiological events of puberty. As a result, the vocal range of prepubescence shared by both sexes is largely retained and the voice develops into adulthood in a unique way. Right. I inquired throughout Italy at a place where boys were chiefly qualified for singing by castration, but could get no certain intelligence. I was told Milan, uh, at Milan it was Venice, at Venice it was Bologna, at Bologna, and the fact was denied. I was referenced to Florence, Florence to Rome, and Rome I was sent to Naples. Okay, so people are... Uh, saying no, we didn't do it, but qui si castrano ragazzi, which is true, it did happen here. Boys are castrated, this is the literal translation. But I was una uh, utterly unable to see or hear any such shops during my residence in that city. Uh, as the castrati's body, let's work out how they did it, that's what we want to know. So it was European classical uh, tradition. So castrati first appeared in Italy in the mid 16th century, though the first uh, terms described them were not always clear. Um, Opera. Yep, there was a castrato in the opera who would dress like a woman. There you go. The d Divine Farinelli. The training of the boys was rigorous. The regimen of one... Just how did they do it? It's what I want to know. The decline of the castrati. By the late 18th century, changes in operatic taste and social attitude uh, spelled the end for the castrati. I wonder when the last castrati was. Oh, here we go. His name was Al Alessandro Moreschi. The last of the Sistine castrati. That's a good movie. Um, under the unification... Oh, it's a little bit of him singing. See if I can hear this. Can you hear that? Oh, that's him. That's Alessandro Moreschi. Moreschi. 
does sound like a boy. It's not even that good. I can do that. I'm not doing anything to my balls. Anyway, um, okay. Modern Castrati and similar voices. Uh, no. Notable Castrati. God, there's lots of them. Sheesh. So there's no doubting. Okay. How... I have to... I have to... Hang on. I have to search. How were the... Castrati castrated because I'm sure it was a bathtub oh it is here we go the most common surgical technique was either to sever the spermatic cords or crush the testes with the fingers yeah. so there you go the voices oh wow so that's how they would do it they'd burst them with their fingers I was right I don't know about the hot bath stuff but I think that's true I don't know why why Castrati made better lovers oh this is getting better and better Okay, uh, long live the knife. The blessed knife screamed ecstatic female fans at opera houses as a craze for Italian castrati reached its peak. Oh, they were like the original boy band of the 18th century, a cry that was supposedly echoed in the bedrooms of Europe's most fashionable women. The brainwave to create castrati had first occurred two centuries earlier in Rome, where the Pope had banned women singing in churches. This is really good. Uh, or on the stage, their voices became revered for their natural combination of pitch and power. Wow. Only a lucky few hit the big time. Jeez, there must have been a whole lot of boys that had their, their nuts, their ghoulies squashed, uh, only to not reach superstar fame. Um, Europe's high society women, the obvious benefit of built-in contraception, made castrati ideal targets for discreet affairs. Soon popular songs and pamphlets began suggesting that castration actually enhanced a man's sexual performance, as a lack of sensation ensured extra endurance. Well, that doesn't sound fun. Does it, does it mean that they... Would they produce sperm? No, they wouldn't, would they? Because it comes from the balls. Wow. Even Casanova was tempted. What? Hang on a minute. Here we go. Well, English women seem particularly susceptible to Italian eunuchs. Uh, another castrato, Cos Cosolino, made use of his delicate feminine features in London. He would arrive at, uh, at Trist's disguise in a dress then conduct a torrent affair right under the husband's nose. Ooh. The beautiful 15-year-old Irish heiress, Dorothy Munsell, uh, eloped with the castrato uh, Giuseppe Tutucci in 1766, although he was ha hunted down and thrown into prison by her enraged father. Marriage with castrati was normally forbidden by the church, but two singers in Germany did acquire special legal dispensation to remain in wedlock. Male opera fans, meanwhile, sought out castrati for their androgynous qualities. Travellers report how... Um, coquettish, oh, what does that mean again? Coquettish young castrati in Rome would tie their plump bosoms in alluring brassiers and offer to serve equally as a woman or a man. Even, uh, it's very now, isn't it? It's very transgender. Um, maybe we should make a comeback. Who's got a kid that they'd like? <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. Wrongy. Wrong. Hey, hey, papa. No, 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 papa. Don't you burst in my testes. Uh, even Casanova was tempted. Rome forces every man to become a, uh, a pederast. Ugh, he sighed in his memoirs. That's awful. Um, his most confusing moment came when he met a particularly lovely teenage castrato named Bellino uh, in an inn. 
Uh, Casanova was bewitched, going as far as to offer gold doubloon to see the boy's genitals. Jeez, really fucked up a long time. I mean, it's pretty much all now as well. In an improbable twist, when Casanova grabbed Bellino in a fit of passion, he discovered a false penis. Turned out the castrato was a girl who historians have identified as Teresa Lanti. She had taken up the disguise to circumvent the ban on female singers in Italy. This is great stuff. The pair became lovers, but Casanova dumped her in Venice. After bearing a son that they may have, uh, that may not have been his, Lanti came out as a female and went on to become a successful f- singer in more progressive opera houses in Europe, where women were allowed on stage. There you go. Isn't that interesting? That's really interesting. Here's some more here, more Castrati. That's well, the same guy. Anyway, um, well, there you go. Well, that was a bloody good one this week. That was really interesting. So, there you go. That's the podcast. That's the end of me talking. Hopefully, I'll do another one within the week. Not have a delay of, I think, nearly two weeks for this one. Because I was in a bad mood. But now I feel better because I've done the podcast. I'm not in a bad mood. So, thank you very much for listening. Please send me any dreams you want interpreted. Send me any messages. Um, if you know any manufacturing process things for... Two minute noodles. I'd like that. Um, if you're if you're a dad that niggles, if you're a niggle dad, fuck off. Uh, I said niggle, by the way, niggle, not the other word. Um, so, jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, and look after your loved ones. Be kind. Just be nice to people. People. Just be nice to people. Be kind. Sick of it. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go dispute this $283 fine right now and get online and, and vent my vent myself and present my case and I'll let you know next week how I went. Alright, lots of love to you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Go bloody, go be good people and love each other and I'll speak to you soon. Bye!